Welcome to Grow Black Girl Grow, a podcast dedicated to growing, healing, and uplifting women and girls of color. Listen as Kiata gets very candid about topics young girls and women struggle with while being girls, teens, and ultimately women in America. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. Proverbs 1 and 5. Hey friend, and welcome back to Grow Black Girl Grow. My name is Kiara, and I'm your host. I want to say hi and welcome to everyone that is new. A few new countries show up since even the last update that I gave. So hi, welcome. If you are new, if you are returning, hi. Thanks so much for being here. It's now time for the mental health space and Usually this part is like very much unscripted in the moment and I still want it to be that way. However, I thought I'd give it just a tad bit more structure because I'm a very structured person. So um, I kind of just wanted to break it down in a couple of different categories or I guess a few, um, a few different categories and you know, just make sure my thoughts are not scattered. I mean, if you enjoyed that, hey, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, but I'd like it to be just a tad bit more structured. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is what I have been struggling with. So as of lately, I have been struggling with this new developmental phase that RJ is currently going through. He is going to be three in about three weeks and um, I guess he's moving into that three-nager phase and it's a huge struggle and I'm trying to find some type of gratitude in that space and happiness and you know all the good positive emotions that I I don't want to say supposed to because I think that's the wrong choice of words but you know just being I guess content in that that space you know in that new development so it's just a a huge struggle so if you know then you know (laughs) exactly what I'm going through oh also Happy belated Mother's Day if you are a mother. Um, I hope that you had a great weekend. You're a bomb. If no one else told you you're a bomb, you're a bomb. (laughs) You should know that. Um, So yeah, that's what I've been struggling with. The next thing I want to say or talk about is gratitude. I think it's so important to find gratitude in life, even if it just you know, I'm grateful to be awake and alive today. I think it's so important to practice gratitude. It grounds you. It reminds you um, to be human and to be present. Um, So what are you grateful for? (laughs) I want to say that I am truly 
grateful for this phase in life. And by this phase, I am mainly talking about my own personal journey, not like motherhood, marriage, but just like where I am. All of those titles definitely go along with where I am, but just me, myself, and I outside of the titles. I'm very grateful to be in this space. Um, It took a while to get here. And I'm going to just bask in this moment for now. What have I been praying for? That's the next topic or subject here. And I have been praying for joy. If you follow my personal IG, then you may or may not have seen my most recent reel um, as of today. But... For the longest of times, I have been praying for true joy, not happiness, but like real joy, like just pure joy, not because something happened, not because someone did something, someone said something. I just wanted just to be joyful. And I think I've finally gotten to that space of joy, but I still want that to be continuous, right? I don't necessarily want that prayer to cease. I want to stay being joyful. And last thing is a bit of an action. So um, first thing first, like if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a five-star rating. Type me out a little blurb if you will. And don't forget to share this with your community. Um, But I guess actions. I don't know. I'm not really doing. Well, that's not true. I am doing doing a lot of things. But um, I think my most in my face type of action would have to be trying to get back into a workout routine. Um, I really want to start showing up for myself um, in regards to my physical health. I am out of shape. I'll I'll accept that. I am out of shape. Um, I just want to start showing up for myself, you know, just getting back to yoga. I started doing that a lot and then kind of just like fell off. And I really want to get back to doing some yoga like three times a week. It really made me happy. Um, it made me feel good and, you know, that was me showing up for myself and just remembering me, um, in the midst of everything that is going on around me. So, you know, continuing to pause and be in the moment, putting me first. So... I hope that you um, like that. Let me know. Um, how do you feel about making the mental health space a bit more structured? Um, it's still like completely unscripted, but at least it gives me a couple of talking points. So um, I also wanted to do this because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I know I always say, you know, like, how are you doing? And I, I talk about how I'm doing. Um, but sometimes, you know, we don't know where to start. And if you haven't noticed by now, I break things up into categories and 
I do that because it really does give me a starting point. Um, it just helps me continue to uh, stay focused. So I want to ask you, friend, like, what are you struggling with? What are you grateful for? What are you praying for? And what are your actions? I hope this helps you be in tune with yourself and showing up for yourself. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. Your story is what you have, what you will always have. It is something to own. Michelle Obama, Becoming. So I'm really happy about including these quotes from Michelle Obama's Becoming book. I know I probably said that last week, but I'm going to say it again. I feel like I've been finding some really good ones that are befitting for the episode that is coming. So yeah, let me know what you think and if it piques your interest to go and read the book. I still haven't picked it back up. I want to say I feel guilty, but to be honest, I don't. You know, life is crazy and priorities, right? Because I am recording this at 1030 at night because the little people did not want to go to sleep. So here we are. Last week, I gave you the seven anchors of becoming and went through each anchor's definition. For the rest of the season, each anchor will have its own episode where I will be breaking it down in more detail. So that leads me to ask the question, did you listen to last week's episode? If you haven't, please pause it here. Go listen to that episode so you have some context, then come back to this one and pick up where you left off. The first anchor I mentioned was understand. And to give a quick little review, understand means to grasp the significance, implication, or importance of. In order for you to get to a place of change and being the person you've always wanted to be, you have to first understand who you are right now. You need a good grasp on your quirks, your behaviors, your thoughts, your patterns, and habits. Basically, all the things that make you, you. You cannot change something you don't see, and you definitely can't change something you don't understand. Hi, my name is Sinead, Confessions and Confetti on Instagram. I am 30 years old, and the word becoming means understanding to me. For example, when I became a new mom, there was a level of learning and understanding about my childhood, my past, my triggers that really shaped the type of mom I wanted to be. When becoming, I believe you must understand yourself to really be able to show up as your authentic self. Understand your likes, your dislike, your boundaries. That's how you begin to know yourself and become the truest version of you. Y'all should know by now, Psychology Today is my jam. (laughs) And Dr. Karen Hall had so many great points in this article. If you want to read the full article, I'll leave it in the show notes for you as always. But here are the points that I took away. 
The first point is, if you act more in accordance with your emotions, knowing and understanding what you are feeling will help you to be effective in making wise choices. Being able to name your emotions and identify reasons for your feelings will be important. So one of her examples was saying, I feel stupid instead of saying, I am stupid. So again, English teacher, syntax is everything, feel, am, two totally different meanings there, right? It gives you a bit of a different context. So your thoughts are telling you that you're stupid and in return, you may feel ashamed or guilt. Does that make sense? This is why words are so important to me. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I still mislabel my thoughts as emotions in the heat of the moment. However, once I started purposely seeking out the meaning of words and phrases, I found a better understanding and have gained more clarity in my quirks and patterns of behaviors. The next point is, Leaving out the thought means you may not see the judgment and invalidation in your thinking. Okay, let me say that again. Leaving out the thought means you may not see the judgment and invalidation in your thinking. That word invalidation, that is key. Let me pause here and say that I forgot to tell you to take out your pen and or pencil in your paper because y'all already know. We take notes here. <laughs> so you should do that. And, you know, like rewind, pause, all the things to like make sure you're keeping track here. Okay, so when you mislabel your feelings, you're not able to confirm or deny the thought, leaving you unable to manage your emotions. But instead, it is you allowing the mislabeled thought to become a part of your character. Mm, That's the one right there. That is the one right there. Mislabeling your thoughts and allowing that to become a part of your character. So friend, I want to challenge you. Have you ever mislabeled your thoughts? And now those mislabeled thoughts have become a part of you and how you describe yourself, whether you say it verbally or not. As I have been preparing myself for this season, so many adjectives have come to my mind about myself that have not been true. It seems as though it had been a whispering thought. All right, and you may be asking, Kiara, What is a whispering thought? Like, what does that even mean? It's okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. (laughs) Think about it like this. If someone walked by you whispering something to you, but you didn't quite catch it because they didn't stop and whisper it in your ear, they said it as they continued to walk by you or pass by you. So they kept walking. So you heard, but you didn't really hear it. And you was like, what? Say it again. But then you say it again. You didn't catch it. Yet, this person is constantly coming frequently, right? So with each time they pass, that whisper gets a bit clearer. 
However, you're so used to them coming, it's no longer of a question. It's simply routine. And so you're not consciously trying to figure out, like, what are they saying? It's your subconscious mind internalizing it. That whisper has become of your subconscious mind, and you've never taken a moment to challenge its validity. Does that make sense? I know that was like a lot, and hopefully it didn't seem like I was circling around, but, you know, just trying to like give you a bit of an example there. And in this case, instead of it being like an actual person, it's just your thought. It's your thought. And honestly, it could be um, the TV shows you watch, the movies, the music. Um, It could be the people in your life, like these people and things and and shows and, you know, um, day-to-day activities, coworkers, what have you. They could be there saying little things that you don't quite catch. And, you know, another example would be like if you're, I don't know, having a conversation with someone and you're like, did I think I hear what I think I heard them say? Like one of those types of moments. But, you know, like you don't take enough time to really try to decipher, like, what did they say? You know, like, you just kind of, like, take it as face value. Like, eh, you know, it's no big deal type thing. Like, ah, they probably didn't really say that. But your subconscious mind knows, like, it heard it loud and clear. And so in return, that is sticking. That mislabeled thought, um, character trait, it's sticking with you. And you don't even know it. So... Going back to me, you know, because I don't want to put all the things on you. Maybe you're not like me. Because I have made the conscious decision to grow, I am now able to hear the whisper of an invalid character trait my thoughts are trying to make me believe is who I am. And I want you to notice trying, right? Syntax. Trying means I'm not allowing it to happen anymore. I'm not letting it do. It's trying. But it ain't succeeding over here. Okay. I use my anchor understand to help me challenge the thought by asking questions to find out where these thoughts are coming from. What importance does it have? Here's where you and I will be able to properly label our thoughts and emotions respectively instead of intertwining them we'll be able to respond accordingly as well instead of being misguided and allowing this untrue thought to be a part of us. My name is Meeks. Becoming means to first learn oneself by having the ability to identify and acknowledge not only our good traits, but the traits that are maladaptive and or, you know, traits we want to improve upon. So becoming isn't always easy. It can be difficult, especially if you realize you might be a hot mess. However, thriving in our good traits and evolving from our not-so-good traits places us one step closer to self-actualization, which is the process of realizing one's full potential. It's the process of becoming.
So real quick, I know I love a good story time. Um, I want to tell you about uh, parenting. <laughs> as, as I mentioned in my mental health check-in, I struggle right now is dealing with RJ and um, this developmental phase, which I know is totally normal, but that doesn't negate the fact that it's hard. <laughs> so RJ um, is the oldest. If you haven't been here for a while, he's the oldest. And he is learning emotions and feelings, right? Please pray for me. So, as I am teaching him about emotions, I do my best each time to ask why he is feeling the way he is feeling to validate the feeling and then help him to understand the difference between emotion and the thought or, in his case, the situation that prompted the emotion he feels. So if you listened to last season, I don't remember which episode it was, but I talked about how sometimes we have to be careful when we ask why, because it validates what we're feeling. And you really just have to know when to use the question why. And so when you're trying to figure out, um, you know, like the emotions, trying to identify like or really like, you know, to try to validate the emotion. I think in this case, why is okay? Because it does validate, like it helps you continue to process through um, the thought and the feeling, right? So anyway, back to RJ. So anger is really big for him right now. Um, So anytime he feels angry, I ask him a series of questions, same order each time. The first question is, how do you feel? If he can't tell me, I'll give him the emotion. So, for example, I'll say, do you feel angry? I don't give it to him the first time because at some point I want him to be able to respond to that question. So I'll give that to him first. If he can't answer it, I will help him. Um, all my teacher friends, you you know what this is called. Spiraling is giving a little without um not allowing them to think and process before you give it to them. Anyways, um, so do you feel angry? Then I tell him it's normal and it's okay to feel that way. After I ask him why he feels that way, if he can't tell me, here I am again, giving him the words to say. But I, in this uh, part of it, I only give it to him if I have actually observed the situation unfold. You know, like it, you still got to know not to give the wrong words, right? Because <laughs> if I didn't see it, then how can I um, really give you what you need right now? So if Cam is feeling angry, I'll ask him, so how does Cameron feel? And then I'll ask him why. A quick sidebar here. It's easier for him to tell us that Cameron is angry. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why it's easier for him to see it before he can like um, help himself process through that emotion, but I don't know, maybe the development part just isn't there yet. If you have any ideas, you know, let me know. But, um, so as I used to tell my students, if you can see it, then you can do it. If you can do it, then you can see it. So with that, I just try to reinforce it for him. Like when it's his turn, I I talk him through it and it'd be hard. It'd be real challenging but I do my best. (laughs) And then when it's Cameron, you know, we do the same thing. Um, And it's not to 
like make Cameron feel, I don't know, lesser than or embarrassed. And, you know, he's too young to feel that way anyway. But it's more so just to help RJ because he is the one in this stage. And I need him to know that it's normal. It's okay. Um, We all feel that way. And I even tell him, like, I feel that way. Dad feels that way. You know, everybody in the world feels that way. And that's okay. Um, And it is. So I hope if you're a parent, that kind of helps you manage um, or at least teach your kids about emotional management there. So anywho, um, to bring this back full circle, because I feel like I babbled a little bit. (laughs) I might edit some of that out. But to bring this back full circle differentiate the emotion and the thought. Know that it's okay to be the way that you are. It's healthy. Just don't stay there if you don't want to. So also find solace in you don't know what you don't know. Keep a handful of people who will be able to help you identify unhealthy behaviors. And if you don't have anyone that you can trust, Then read some personal development books, watch personal development YouTube videos or podcasts, and or go to therapy to get a trained professional's help in identifying and understanding those behaviors. So I want to leave you with this sentence then, friend. I think blank because blank, which is causing me to feel blank. The first blank is the actual thought. The next blank is the situation. And then the last blank is the emotion. So for now, friend, all you need to do is understand where those quirks and behaviors are coming from. Next week, we will move into analyzing those quirks. See you then. That's our time, friends. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Grow Black Girl Grow. Always remember, everything in this episode is my opinion and experiences outside of the things that I Google. (laughs) This by no means is a replacement of seeing a licensed therapist or a primary care physician. Keep growing. Peace and love, friends. Thank you for listening to Grow Black Girl Grow. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and are eager to come back next week. Be sure to follow Grow Black Girl Grow on social media at podcast.growblackgirl. Subscribe to the podcast for future episodes and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow this community.